Welcome to the Macworld Podcast. I'm Senior Editor Roman Loyola. I'm in the studio with Macworld Associate Editor Leif Johnson. Hey, Leif. Hey, hey, Uh Behind the scenes is producer Dan Masaroka. That's me. Dan will also be fielding your guys' comments and questions, so please let us know what you guys have to say. He'll be keeping an eye out for your comments and questions and letting us know. And joining us remotely is staff writer Michael Simon. Hi, Mike. Good morning. How are you guys doing? It is a balmy 60-something degrees here. It's crazy. <laughs> is balmy a good thing or a bad thing? I always thought it was a bad thing. It's good? Uh, it's, it's a thing. I mean, it depends <laughs> on how you look at it. 60-degree uh, weather in, in the end of February always always unnerves me, but it's fine. That sounds beautiful. <laughs> I'll take it. I think that's I think warmer That's warmer than here. I was going to say, I think it's it actually might be, yeah. a little it's, warmer it's than It's breaking all sorts of records. It's, it's, uh, it's a, we had, I, on Sunday morning, I shoveled eight inches of snow and on today it's 70 degrees so wow do with that what you will <laughs> so today we're going to talk about the uh telugu bug not the telulu bug telugu <laughs> the telugu is, is that correct is that how you say telugu <laughs> we're also going to talk about uh apple being recognized as the most innovative company in the world i guess by Fast Company, but first... By J.D. Power and Associates. <laughs> by, uh, yeah. But first, we're going to talk about some iPad rumors. So the iPad rumor mill, it's starting to churn some new ones out. And today, there was a report that by uh, a French website. Ooh, I can't ooh la read la. French. Oui. So, <laughs> I think it's Consumac. Yeah, called Consumac. <laughs> so I read the Mac Rumors report. Okay. <laughs> so I'm giving credit to Mac Rumors. <laughs> so uh, uh, to the fine folks at Mac Rumors, I've actually I wrote for them a long time okay. ago. But, yeah. uh, so you only have love. So I only have love for those guys. So, uh, but they did a report on the Consumac report uh, that Apple has registered some new tablets. So, Leif, can you explain? This whole European thing that because this has happened. Explain before Europe in the to past. us. Can you explain Europe to us? So, starting with the World War. No, no. Just kidding. Uh, but when you have to release, I don't know if it's technology products or I don't know if it's all products in general, but you have to register them. Mm -hmm. I believe. I could be completely wrong, but my understanding is it's something yeah. like NAFTA or something like I that. I see. Yes, and so this, in this case, it's the Eurasian Economic Commission, and uh, this includes Russia, Armenia, Belarus, Kazakhstan, and Kyrgyzstan. And uh, so what it was is they were getting approval to sell these two uh, devices. Now, if I'm correct, this is the first time that Apple had ever gotten so approval from this organization and so the numbers that they gave him i believe it was aa and cc uh the uh, the code mm -hmm. numbers at the uh, for their trade stuff uh showed that that was the first time apple had ever done it so there's nothing to compare them by but the actual numbers for the devices themselves are a1893 a1954 which don't correspond to any existing ipad models so that's interesting and it seems to point to new ipad uh the question is what kind of ipads will they be so yeah, there's nothing about there's no detail about mm. what these models are, but just that there there are model numbers. Mm -hmm. And in the past, Apple has had to register their products, so it kind of is sort of a tip off as to something coming soon. Mm -hmm. And there's always been sort of this kind of idea that or theor theorizing that Apple will be coming out with new iPads in the spring. So possibly a new spring uh so things are lining Reveal. up. They're due, yeah. and there's these kind of like factual hints, mm -hmm. yeah. I guess, so to speak. So a little more than a week ago, Mark Gurman of Bloomberg came out with a report uh, talking about the new iPad and that it could possibly have uh, tabbed windows, which is a software update to me. Yes. So that's not necessarily – so that's an iOS development, not necessarily an iPad development. But, I mean, you would use it in the iPad. But uh, there would also be the use of a camera similar to the one on the iPhone 10 and, and a, uh, a face ID camera. Sorry, I blanked mm -hmm. out what it was called. So uh, that... Well, the, the uh, touch, what's it called? Um, uh, 
touch uh, what the what's the camera called it's it's not face id's the the unlocking mechanism right. what's the uh, true true depth true yes, depth. Yes, yes. see i was blanking yes. I've been yeah, in, yeah. I was in a courtroom all day yesterday, <laughs> so I'm kind of like wiped out. I had jury duty, and I'm still actually on call. But anyways, uh, yeah, true death camera, which is interesting because of the way that people use the iPad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So people use it in a portrait and landscape mode. So how is that going to be, how is that camera going to be implemented? So And they seem yeah, to be I mean, taking that same jump uh, Sorry, uh, they seem to be making that same jump because in when there was the uh, the iOS eleven point three betas currently, there is a reference to a modern model of an iPad, right. which was very right. similar to the code that was seen before iOS eleven came out. That would later be the iPhone ten, and so you know it seems like it would you know follow suit, and so we would have the same with the the TrueDeaf and the the Face ID with this new iPad, whatever it would be. Yeah, so I mean, if you're using it. You know, in landscape mode, and the camera is off to the left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it would presumably have a good enough, uh, you know, field of vision to still grab your face, as long as you're not like way over here, because mm-hmm. it's not like you're you're not more than you know a uh, uh, half six or so inches away from the camera. So I, I mean, it it would be wider than the iPhone, but not out of the realm of possibility um, a year or however many months later in development to make a camera that has a wider field of view to capture your face while using it in either direction. So, Do we know if further distance uh, affects the accuracy? I mean, we did some testing um, when we got the iPhone X and there were, you know, it did, it does kind of stop pretty, you know, like you have to be looking at it within that kind of rectangular view. And if you're over here or over here, it's kind of hit or miss. Right. Yeah. So they would need to do some, you know, it, it would need to be a, a definitely a, a significantly wider field of view camera, but not like, you know, like, you know, like a super duper wide angle lens. Like it wouldn't, you know, like you're not, you're not talking about, you know, feet in either direction where, you know, it's, it's, it's inches. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I mean, I, so we have a few comments. Our own Jason Cross on YouTube is saying that this particular approval is required for selling products with encryption. Yeah, with encryption. So I think it's encryption specifically. Yes. Um, And then Christopher, uh, or no, sorry, uh, Jakey is saying on on YouTube uh, that maybe it's uh, uh, iPad Wi-Fi or iPad iPad Wi-Fi plus cellular. So even if it's just like maybe, you know, speculating that maybe it's just like a slight model change versus, I think, Mm -hmm. something major. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah. Some speculation there. Yeah, I mean, for for reference, these um, this filing has popped up for AirPods for the um, MacBook Pro with Touch Bar. Mm-hmm. You know, so so four products um, that were new. So mm-hmm. this doesn't necessarily mean that it's just a right. You know, like a, a like a simple refresh. Like it could be a new right. type of iPad um, that they just need to file the specific thing for. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's not a major upgrade. Yeah, one of the interesting developments that, I mean, if they were able to adjust the TrueDef camera so that it would work in different orientations, that means it's going to be carried over to the iPhone eventually. Yes. So yeah. then that'll expand that iPhone use. So uh, it's one thing that kind of drives me crazy is, and, and, and I have to get over it, is portrait mode video. Mm. And that, and it's what it is is that it's people are just used to the portrait orientation, the yeah. vertical ho- orientation. You hold your phone that way, so why not shoot that way? Right, so why not shoot that way? And that drives me crazy. And I know, you know, a true. I guess my point is, there's no way that's going to be. There's no way that you can change no. people habits so that they can use or and even like having a true that camera. That's not going to force people to make. To, that's not going to encourage, not force, encourage people to use their phone in a horizontal nature. So I wish it would. Yeah, you know, as, as someone, a video guy, as a video guy, I have mixed feelings about that because <laughs> sometimes I'll be on Reddit and like you know I'll see a video and it's like you know done in portrait mode. And I'm like, oh, portrait mode, and then I I full screen it and then it fills up my whole screen. I'm like, actually, when I'm looking at my phone and watching yep. a, a, a portrait mode video right. in portrait mode, it's it's actually kind of a good experience. It's any right. other time that it's a right. terrible experience. Yeah, yeah. 
And yeah. I sometimes wonder how, you know, how much is the case, because, you know, we obviously work on laptops and, uh, you know, tablets and everything yeah. like that. But the vast majority of the consumer base, I get the impression that these days it really is just looking through the phone. Yeah. So, um, but in, in principle, I agree with you. I don't like the, you know, the vertical alignment, yeah. but, uh, but yeah, I, more and more people today, they're basically, their phone is their everything. So, yeah. Yeah. If they're everything, that's right. that's a deep statement there. <laughs> so yeah, I was kind of making a reach in terms of like I was trying to tie in a, a development of the TrueDev camera to maybe changing people's habits mm -hmm. as how they use it. I was trying to make a reach there, but you know it's but yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see if Apple you know makes these changes to the TrueDev camera, and which sounds like it could it's mostly just done in software. I don't know; it doesn't seem like it needs to needs any new hardware i i don't know so well alf pog on twitter is is suggesting that uh the dot projector is not as accurate so maybe bigger dots mm. i don't know if you guys have heard anything about that uh, there hasn't hasn't been any rumors about the any changes in the true depth camera that i've well, heard i mean the one thing i i'll note i'll note that uh the report didn't specifically say true depth it said face id so it could be that mm. apple is finding a way to use an algorithm with and software uh, uh, not as 3d or or maybe maybe a 2d camera or maybe a lesser 3d camera whatever it is that isn't quite as as um map b <laughs> for lack of a better word out of the iphone 10 so i mean yeah that is possible i mean who knows i think people would you know, if they stepped away from that technology people would you know, or, or even if they say it's them. not as good, yeah, yes. yeah. I mean, it's. I don't it's, think they can take that step, honestly. But I, I don't know. I mean, on the other hand, if they release an, an iPad that doesn't have any form of Face ID, mm -hmm. I mean, people are going to say the same thing. Well, uh, Touch ID sensor, you say it's not as good. Why is it on this product? So I, I don't know. We'll we'll have to see. Yeah. So the other thing that German reported on is uh, tabbed apps, which we talked about earlier, and. Life as someone who is who primarily uses an iPad, is that a feature that you've kind of like looking forward to? Does that does that excite you about? You know, it, it's funny. I, I think I would have to see it work in action a little bit more because I actually yeah. have been very happy with the split screen uh, approach. And in uh, one of the things I've been kind of annoyed by is companies that don't really uh, support it as much as they should. Can you believe that the Gmail app for the iPad Pro still does not have split yeah, screen support? I can believe that. Can yes. believe that. And uh, <laughs> that's, uh, it's like every little indie developer has done this, but not. But I, I find that very efficient. Uh, but, you know, as it is, the app switcher, I think, works very well. But at the same time, you know, adding tabs would add just this l another layer of convenience on there. And uh, I... Uh, I would like to see how it works in action, but, uh, you know, in a lot of ways, I'm happy with what it is right now, but uh, certainly with a browser, it's easy just to tab through everything. So, uh, I mean, I, I use, we, we use, I, I use tabs all the time in Safari on um, the iPad. And if I can do that in my right, I, I, I use a IA writer. Mm -hmm. If I could have like five documents open at once, that would be awesome. Yes, that's true. So in some instances, I can see how it could be, you know, super useful. And it was, it's funny, I have IA writer open right here. And, you know, mm -hmm. I, I do like that they have the nice, you know, little tab here yes. for the documents. So uh, and if I'm that always, is similar you know, to what they do, that would be great. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I'm always jumping back and forth between things. I have notes in one, I have this, and I'm working on a couple of different things at once. And if I can just, you know, do, 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 do without closing and opening and closing and opening it, then I worry about this. You know, if I do it too fast, it doesn't pick up the sink, you know, things like this. Mm -hmm. So um, if I can have a couple open at once, I... That's a that's a change that I would uh, definitely welcome. So on Twitter, Alf is asking a tabs apps. Isn't that already there with the new dock action? I mean, it's not quite there. What what, or at least the way I read the rumor is that you would be able to do you know Apple T on a keyboard on your iPad mm -hmm. and open up an, another window of the same app. So you would essentially have two versions of the same app running at the same time and do that, you know, I guess multiple times as you would, just like you would in Safari. If you're in Safari, you press Apple T, you get a new browser window. It's a completely, it's, it's like running two instances of the app right next to each other. And I, I assume that's what, um, the report is. That's the way I understood it to be yeah. where they would just bring that, that, um, tech 
to other apps, other supported apps on your um, iPad. So is that kind of a way to like say if you're an IA writer mm-hmm. and you need to have two different documents open? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be the way. That's the way I read it. Yeah, yes. which is kind of odd because it, it's essentially having two versions of the app open, right. not necessarily yes. two documents in one app. Open. Right. You could have you know the main window in one and a document in the other, or what, or a preview in one, and you know however you want to do it. Yeah. But um, that's the way I read it. I mean, it could be, it, it might be more limited than that, and it might just be limited to two. It might, who knows? I see the, the big were... question is, Go ahead. I mean, do they open it to third parties? It could just be their own apps. I don't know. Uh, that's you know, that's, that too. That's another thing, yeah. But, um, you know, we, we've been specifically talking about IA Writer, which is a very, you know, simple yep. program. And sure. uh, I think that one of the things, you know, because if I'm understanding this correctly, they'll also have this feature with split screen at the same time. So you're definitely yeah, going to think, be need yeah. one of the new, newer uh, iPads that can handle that kind of processing power. Right. So, yeah, uh, you're right, right. So I don't yeah. think it would be on older devices, I guess yeah. is what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah, probably not, yeah. So with all these apps open, uh, you're going to need more battery life. Right. <laughs> This is a Roman. Right. This is my Roman is the king, the king of transitions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with all these apps open, you're going to need more battery life. And there was a story released yesterday, late yesterday, by Bloomberg, also co-written by Mark Gurman, with, along with Jack Fart Farchi. That uh, talked about how Apple is looking to invest directly into cobalt mines which is interesting. So Apple's always been kind of, they've always, in certain certain industries, they're looking to cut out the middleman. Mm-hmm. They, we've seen this with the processors. You know, they want to develop their own silicon stuff. And now it's it's it looks like they're interested in mining cobalt as well. For people who don't know, cobalt is one of the main ingredients used in portable batteries, in lithium-ion batteries. And when you make tens of millions of iPhones a year, you need a lot of batteries. And it sort of makes sense for them to just deal with it directly. It would save them a lot of money, save them a lot of Mm -hmm. overhead if they just could just do it directly. So the thing is, the competition for this cobalt mining is huge now because a lot of it is driven by, driven by, pun intended, uh, electric cars. Mm. So and also Apple may or may not be getting into that space as well. Right. Yeah. So can we uh, are we eventually going to see miners with uh wearing hard hats with Apple logos? <laughs> Apple Apple shirts. <laughs> will, it, will, it, like, will like the back of Apple stores lead down into a cobalt mine? <laughs> So it's interesting that you say that because I know that, you know, Tim Cook is all about, you know, Apple for the greater good and everything. And one of the problems of cobalt mining in Africa and the Democratic Republic of Congo is that there's still a lot of child labor going on there. Mm -hmm. So, you know, considering that mission, which he has very publicly stated a couple of times, I think, you know, we're going to see some interesting arguments over that if Apple decides to pursue that course. So, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if anyone in our audience knows anything about cobalt mining, any <laughs> expert any cobalt, cobalt miners. <laughs> well, on Twitter, Alf says like Steve buying marble quarries, uh-huh. which I didn't know he did, and I can't understand why marble would have anything to do with uh, Apple. Apple products. Um, but he also says that uh, what that he thinks Apple is Apple partnered with Tesla in their Gigafactories. Yeah. I don't think they are. So, I mean, there were rumors back then that were actually more analyst-driven than mm-hmm. based on yes. anything mm-hmm. from Apple that Apple was going to acquire Tesla. But, and like I said, that that was purely analyst going, you know, it would be a yeah. good idea. But um, Okay. So yeah. Alf, Alf says for the Apple stores is where they use the marble that's what and right. his house yeah. and his house. Right. That's right. Mm-hmm. He had that, that seems a little quarry for your house. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so... so. He had did Steve Jobs. Didn't he have that house? I want to say it was it was in the peninsula here in San Francisco mm. that actually ended up never getting renovated because it was caught up in all all this kind of legal wranglings with the city. 
Um, yeah, I forget which city it wasn't. I don't think it was Palo Alto. I want to say it was Redwood City, but I, I might be incorrect there. I think I vaguely remember hearing something about that. That's the best you're going to get out of me. <laughs> yeah, that was a while ago. And he kind of, I think the house just kind of sat there for a long time. And eventually just kind of settled into this other house. He's like, forget it. Yeah. So. Um, the, the biggest takeaway I got from this rumor is that we're going to be stuck with lithium ion batteries for the foreseeable future. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Which is upsetting to me. I'm I'm still waiting for that battery breakthrough, both in safety and longevity and in charging. And it doesn't look like that's happening um anytime soon. So Yeah, because Cobalt Cobalt twenty twenty five is my uh <laughs> slogan. Yeah, because you know, according to this Bloomberg article, you know, some of these car manufacturers have ten year yeah. deals with some of these factories. Yeah, right. You know, maybe I don't know how much battery development card manufacturers do. Mm-hmm. Do that. I don't know if they're even equipped to kind of develop battery technology. But the idea that lithium ion is here for at least ten more years is kind of. Well, I was trying to get the the actual the company, and I think it's Volkswagen. I'm not sure. Forgive me if I'm wrong, but there was one of the companies that was trying to get a fixed deal out of it because cobalt prices keep rising, and uh, mm. with all of the demand and stuff, and they actually had to pull out of that because you know everybody else that's getting in on it with uh, you know Apple and Google and stuff, you know they appear to be more willing to you know pay variable prices and stuff but uh right. and this is going to get expensive volkswagen i believe was not prepared to so yeah and just a quick thought uh sal uh talman on youtube is suggesting do you really want siri in control of your electric car <laughs> <laughs> no Sorry. yeah using apple maps to get you yeah into <laughs> so as you know i just recently you know i started this position last week and uh, when i came here from texas i use apple maps solely to get here and, and you didn't uh, get lost you yeah. made it uh, you made you're it here everywhere. you're here yeah. there were two mess ups one was in bakersfield <laughs> i got to see all the irrigation uh stores and everything that i would otherwise not have been able to see i got to see this very interesting uh look into rural central valley california and uh thank Thanks to Apple Maps. And uh, it was about a 30-minute detour, actually. So there was, and there was one other mistake around El Paso. But uh, by and large, it got me here. And also, when I was getting to my place, it took me up some super steep hills that were off the main <laughs> thoroughfares. Uh, but it did get me here. So that was that. Was that. But uh, I'm definitely one of those people that think Apple Maps is not quite ready for that type of control <laughs> so, i mean it's gotten a, a lot better but um yeah google maps is um way better. i mean but they also had a what a 10-year head start on yes. apple maps so considering apple maps has only been around for four years maybe i want to say you know it's not it's not it's not nearly as terrible as it once was and it also it'll yeah. generally get you as you as you say right. to where you need to go detours aside so are they based on tom tom do you guys know? I, don't I, I know. thought they, yeah. That's I, what I thought. I thought, yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that, that rings a bell. Because TomTom has been around longer than Google. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. But if you're not improving your product. <laughs> yeah. They, I mean, when, when you say based on using Apple, that necess- doesn't necessarily mean anything. They, they take companies and they, you know, take a general nugget and then they start from the ground up and they do things their own way, whether it's the UI or the, you know, the, um, just the general design of the thing or the, um, the foundation is built on. So yeah, it might just be the maps that they're using. Yeah. I'm not yeah. really yeah. sure. I don't, I can't, I can't speak to that exactly. I don't remember yeah, what five um, years Apple ago, started as, but okay. Yeah. Five years ago, Apple and TomTom made a deal, mm. uh, that they would default, you know, they would use TomTom's maps, maps, but I don't okay. know if that's still right in place is TomTom still around as a company yeah i think so because i mean like how many people are driving around mapping everything you know i think it's yes. you know there's yeah. only it's pretty small i do know that in the car that i w- it was a uh, jeep grand cherokee i think it's the most recent model you if you did not plug in carplay you did actually have the option to use tom tom as your navigation uh, so okay. yes it was there yeah. yeah if you're not yeah i think a lot of like I, th- I want to say my Toyota might be using 
Tom Tom maps as well. And it's a terrible experience. <laughs> so. Well, you see the conspiracy here, right? Because Apple Maps doesn't, you know, Apple Maps and people are using more electric cars with batteries and Apple's investing into batteries. So the Apple Maps tends to send you around in circles, (laughs) wasting your battery, (laughs) shortening your battery life. You have to replace it. You have to replace it. And Apple's going to be, you know, invested in that cobalt. So they really should just get in the electricity industry as well. (laughs) Yes. Just keep cutting out that middleman. So I, exactly, cutting out yeah. the middleman is getting all the money. So, you know, they want to be a trillion dollar company. They're only nine hundred billion now. Right. <laughs> Brake pads, you know, uh, right? Windshield wiper fluid. <laughs> so, a conspiracy today, a conspiracy yeah. world. So, uh, so yeah, maybe we'll see. I mean, it's what we're almost done with February, mm-hmm. and. Yep. Uh, you know, maybe we'll see a, an iPad event coming up sooner. I mean, March has been the typical month for iPads. Last year it was at WWDC, so that right, kind of changed. Right, that's true. Was Last but year didn't in, pre- in previous June. years they've done, they've used March, so who knows? We'll see. Maybe yeah. a new iPhone SE that was also March, however many years ago that was released. They'll do something in the spring, and we'll, you know, Apple yeah. Watch bands. I'm sure they like to do that in the spring. They may not. We'll they may not necessarily have an event, but they right. they'll do something. They always do something in the spring. Yeah. So, and I mean, the other thing is that there's been discussion about iOS being more of a uh, maintenance release. Maintenance release. Mm-hmm. So that means WWDC may not be as flashy. I, I don't think mm-hmm. they'll wait that long, but right. they could. Because, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. There's nothing really like last year we had the HomePod rumor. The year before we had the Apple Watch rumor. Like there's nothing like really new mm-hmm. that yeah. we're expecting at some point for Apple to release this year. So it could just be a, a whole maintenance release year where all of the products are just kind of right. you know minor iterations of the prior year, including iOS and the iPhone and everything else. Maybe we we'll could see. start uh, some Mac Pro rumors. Sure. <laughs> it's been a while since. Yeah, I'm down with that. I mean, it's never too early to start new iPhone rumors. <laughs> That's true. And on, on YouTube, uh, Jack is asking if there's anything you guys have heard about an iPhone SE 2 uh, because he's waiting to. Yeah, I mean, every now and again, they yeah. have these kind of sketchy-ish rumors that pop up where maybe it'll have a bigger screen, maybe it'll have wireless charging, but nothing solid, like nothing out of um, uh, KGI or anything. Is, is that the... That the yes, yeah, the analyst, yeah. Like, yeah. There's, there's never anything solid, or even from uh, Bloomberg. Like, nothing comes out from a reputable source that you say, okay, here we go. Right. I mean, it's always these kind of, you know, it's either DigiTimes or some other, um, you know, outlet that has a spotty track track record. Right, connecting. So we dots. really don't know what Apple's planning for the iPhone SE. Yeah, it's a it's a funny product because, I mean, I it's it's not really made for people who, you know, who want the latest and the greatest mm-hmm. phone. It's for emerging markets and it's for people who want an iPhone but just you know don't mind paying. Uh, I'm sorry, don't mind an older processor for a lot less money. So, well, I think some people also just want a smaller, small they, they would want it to yeah. be just as powerful, but they would want they want that size more than anything. Like the old Dan? Like the old me, man. Yeah. I like that size. Yeah. I, I mean, th- yeah, there are people who want that. I just don't know how big that market is. I don't know. Because Apple is, if it's, if it's big, Apple's completely ignoring it. Yeah. I mean, everyone's Even when the iPhone it. SE everyone's came out, it wasn't, like, yeah. it wasn't like a, like a top-shelf device. And see, I, I thought that I saw something today, but yeah, there was a new rumor from a Chinese website, QQ.com, um, that's what I, like rumors, that uh, said that there was going to be a new, uh, you know, update. And, but like you said, you know, uh, Ming-Chi Kuo said that there wasn't, you know, that yeah. likely wasn't going to be something. And so he's it's all the guy, <laughs> you know, he's the one that when he says it, it's generally accurate, particularly with hardware stuff. Yes. So. Or people with small pockets. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Well, if the iPhone, um, whatever it's going to be called, mm-hmm. if that LCD one with the 6.1-inch screen and the slim bezels comes to fruition, that's going to be about the size of the SE. 
So perhaps that'll answer everyone's, uh, you know, everyone's problems with, um, who want a smaller phone size, but still want the greatest, you know, the newer stuff, the newer specs inside it. We'll see. We'll see. So moving right along, if, if anybody in the audience has any more iPad questions or comments or about the rumors, let us know on, on <laughs> social media. So, but we're going to move on to our next topic, which is the Telugu bug. <laughs> is that, am I saying that correctly? So that uh, Apple released an update. I believe it was yesterday, right? Yes. Because I was... Yesterday was it yesterday or was it, was it the Monday? Before last, I oh, maybe, maybe, maybe. I Monday. think it was yeah, Monday. It was, it was earlier this week. Yeah, I yeah, think it was Monday night. Monday for people who don't live in the U.S. is was a holiday here in the U.S. And I, I yeah, I was out and about and like going, wait, there's an update. Mm-hmm. Somebody at Apple's working to release this update on a, on a holiday. So, um, so this update it was it was a bug fix for this Telugu text bomb bug uh, so basically this bug it was kind of similar to some other bugs that have been released in the past yes yeah and so leif wrote the article about it he sh- maybe he should uh well the, you know in the, in the past you had the um just earlier this month uh i mean excuse me in january you had the the chaos it worked a little bit differently than that one but uh but uh, what it was, what it was, is he would he posted a link on GitHub, and if you uh, sent that link to somebody, it would automatically shut down your uh, your uh, your phone with messages and stuff. And I think it was eventually possible to get it back. But uh, it just it, what it would is it exploited the way that you do previews and messages, and basically send a bunch of characters, and the phone would have a hard time rendering it. Before that, in the past, uh, don't have my date straight, but uh, you know you had that random string of Arabic characters that was. Very very yep. similar to this um, Telugu bug, where it, Apple had a hard time rendering it and stuff. But uh, that was, uh, I believe, the Arabic strip one would also on Android phones affect WhatsApp. Um, it wouldn't affect Android itself, but uh, mm-hmm. I remember people had a problem with that um, as well. But uh, it's, you know, I was before I did this, I admit I didn't spend that much time on it. I was trying to find other examples of this happening with other phones, and so many of the cases seem to be specifically Apple of this, this type of problem happening. And in a lot of these, especially like the one that we saw last month, um, it was, uh, you know, it, it's gotten to the point where it's so common to see these things that you can see these people like, well, it did, you know, this certain character messed up, you know, messages and everything else. Let's try another one. And so it's, you know, I, I think that a lot of the reasons we're seeing this so often is people are almost making a conscious effort to go out and see, uh, to see what they can, you know, how they can crash iOS this way. So. Yeah, Apple should hire someone that just sits there all day and types in random characters <laughs> to find the next one and get ahead of it. Yeah, yeah I'd be interested if anyone in the audience had, had experienced this bug. I, you know, I have no. no reason. I don't know anyone who speaks to Luke. I don't speak the, to Luke. The so. most popular one was, I want to say it was like power something or other, mm-hmm. where, where you type power and then a string of messages. It was like a like a 15 or so character text and that was like the first like real one that people that were people were using and sending this thing to their friends and resetting their phones and that's how this thing spreads it's it's, it's just people prank each other right. and then the whole world finds out about it mm-hmm. because they're usually incoherent strings of text that you would never consider to type to anybody mm-hmm. and somebody figures it out it gets on twitter and then the whole world knows and then apple has to fix it that's one thing i i'm um i think apple doesn't get enough credit for is fixing these things very, very quickly, particularly this yeah. year because there's been so many of them. I mean, over on the Android side, that just doesn't happen. Google releases their monthly security updates and they release Android updates occasionally. It's certainly not on a, on a monthly or even a, or, a, or a weekly basis like Apple does. And, you know, then it's a question of whether your phone gets it and blah, blah, blah. And Apple is, you know, all right, they identify a problem. It becomes a, a story for two days. They fix it and it's gone. And, you know, it's commendable and it's it's it just speaks to the power of that end-to-end ecosystem that they have that, you know, it trumps even even on the Google Pixel phones, which has a similar, you know, they have, they run Android and Google pushes out updates. You know, things kind of linger for several weeks before an update uh, trickles in. So... And Alf on, on Twitter is saying they believe it's affecting Uber too. 
Uber, oh, okay. the company? Like the app? Or maybe yeah. the app. Oh, the app itself, yeah. I see. So like if you if you want to cancel your driver but you don't want to like it's you don't want to pay for it, you know? <laughs> Just like send them this message and then it'll it'll yeah. crash, crash them out. Wow. Maybe maybe you can get away paying. Yeah, it's like you're about to get dropped it's off. It's like a dining you message, Yeah, you message them and then it's a free ride. Wow. Their, their phone wow. crash. Um, someone try this and let us know if, if that actually works. <laughs> yeah. Oh, while Mike makes a good point, I have to say that having I hate to, I always hate to say this. As someone who's used Apple products for a long time, or get over yourself, Roman. Uh, it does feel like that there is a little bit of a lack of quality control from Apple. But, yeah, this this iOS update has been. Yeah, I agree with you there. Yeah, and, and the, there hasn't been anything super major. Mm-hmm. It's just little things, and I understand. You know, something like this. I mean, it's in a language that, you know, it's, I'm not saying it's obscure, but. Pretty obscure. mm -hmm. Well, we, you know, they work in California and America. I'm pretty certain that, you know, that, you know, it's not in their uh, focus. So. Only 70 million people speak it. Yeah. Only 70. How many, how many Telugu speaking developers does Apple actually have? That's that's my point. You know, it's, so it's, you know, um, but it does feel like, you know, it it gets kind of emphasized with with the recent release of the HomePod, you know, that there, there seems to be a little bit of a lack of quality control coming from Apple. Talking about HomePod, I think that probably is the biggest problem. Not HomePod itself, but the fact that they have iOS, macOS, tvOS, watchOS, uh, whatever HomePod's running, plus all of the other kind of peripheral things that that those things attach to. And there's a lot going on in Apple and a lot of moving parts, all of which get updated on an annual basis. And, you know, things just go wrong. We kind of talked yeah. We kind of talked about it a little bit last week. Steven Sanofsky had this yeah. long tweet storm about how Apple is this gigantic company now and that 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 affects how they do things. And yeah, certain things are going to happen like this. Yeah, it so, sounds like yeah. Twitter and YouTube are both agreeing with you guys on that. Yeah, it's you know, they can't they can't they're not as uh limber as they as a, as like a smaller yeah, right. company can be, so as if they were ever that small, right? right. <laughs> well, that's the thing, you know. If I mean, couldn't you turn that around and say, well, if you're that big, how does that get by you? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Right. Well, I could definitely say that about the ring uh, issue. But yeah. <laughs> but if you're that big, shouldn't you have the resources to throw at it? Yes. So I, I don't know. I don't. I've never run a business, so I I have no idea. So one thing I'll say in opposition to what you were saying about getting it out quickly. Remember that text message bug that they had, and uh, you know I think it was the last year. One? Yeah, where it was you know like S or something yeah. would render it. That annoyed me, and it was probably because <laughs> it was text, and it just went. But it, and it was maybe it was a relatively quick fix, but because it was texting, it was something you use all the time. Yeah, seemed yep. like an update took forever on that one. So uh, it, I mean, and I think that was maybe four or five days it wasn't long but you're right that because that one was something that we all used regularly yes. that was such a weird mess a, a, a weird error message yes. because it was um it was related to machine learning and there was no way to to not have it do unless you set up a text string that automatically corrected it mm-hmm. like it, it did it on anyone's phone who typed that's the, the letter i it made that weird that weird message but yeah that was a quick one it was it was like four or five days because i covered that story it was like a friday to tuesday mm-hmm. and but yeah, it was it was a, it was a letter you typed what you know a hundred times a day. Right. So yeah, it seemed longer than and that was another one. Like how did that get by Apple? Yeah, like nobody noticed that in their development process. I mean, it's 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 weird things like this that you know you just I just don't understand sometimes how as Roma was saying like don't you have the money to don't you have enough people working on these projects where these things shouldn't happen? But I mean, Apple scale, I guess it, it increases exponentially every year right. and with more devices come more problems, I guess. I don't know. I don't, I mean, I'm not a software developer, so I don't understand necessarily how 
if you're designing for one phone or 50 million phones, why that, how that's different. But it, apparently it is. So, yeah. Like, Q, QA is a difficult thing to do because, you, you know, yeah. you, you got to figure out, you know, situations, see how to apply them and see if it works. And you're not going to think of every situation. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, is it a case? Oh, sorry. Sorry. Go Jim. ahead. Go ahead. Is it a case of that we, um, that there's more bugs or that there's so many people now that all these bugs are coming to life more yeah. often? See, this is what I was going to say in Sanofsky's long little Twitter tweet storm. That is one of the points that he made. Considering all the plates that Apple has on the table, there actually are relatively few bugs. Yeah. It's just that yeah. when there's something, it just really shows yeah. up. Yeah, so, yeah. It, yeah, I just like to iterate. You know, it's, I mean, like I said, these bugs are relatively minor in the whole scheme of things. Mm -hmm. Seems like they're a little more. But like I said, it's also through social media we're learning about them right. so quickly now. Right. Yeah. They get they get magnified. Yeah. And Alpha on, on Twitter is saying Apple employees are all just grad grammatically correct. <laughs> they don't have to worry about it. Right. <laughs> and then but it, it kind of brings up a point, and this is it's not kind of related, it's just like like how I use a lot of bastardization of like you know speech and i don't even correct them half the time uh -huh. so yeah, even yeah. if i make a mistake i just go whatever either it'll autocorrect or people are scanning so fast right. that they know what i'm saying um so i don't know how much is of that is also kind of on us yeah a little bit well the us bit one of the things i've been most annoyed for and it's not really a bug it's kind of how it works but it seems like with as of ios 11 capitalization and everything happens way too frequently on predictive yeah, tasks and yeah. i find myself going back and you know and it's really annoying and that even more you know it's like the bug thing maybe yeah but you know it's like how did they not see that cuz that that is super annoying and uh, i even tried turning off the uh, you know the autocorrect at one point but it's just it took up too much time. It's a lot of our expectations because I think about like you know like the first word processors and spell correcting. You're like, I you know like my word was off by two letters and you didn't understand what word I meant. Right. You know, and now it's, it's like you need to spell closer to the word, <laughs> and that's your fault. You know, now it's like now we're blaming the intelligence to be like, well, I typed in two letters and you right. didn't give me the actual right. word I wanted. You predict it, you know, correctly, yeah. There was one yesterday. I don't even remember what it was. I actually typed the word correctly, and it changed it to something else <laughs> when I finished the yeah, word. Yeah, that, that so, happens to me sometimes, yeah, too. Yeah. Time. <laughs> Although Talman... Also, the, uh, uh, I won't say the word since it's a family podcast, but I never, ever want to type the word ducking apple, ever. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Why, what happened? Literally never. Oh, think about it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ask Siri. Um, and Talman is saying that... Uh, they believe that uh, Apple has just gotten worse on autocorrect and predictive typing. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, there's something to be said for that. I mean, now they're using they're using that new system and the the term. I just I, I had it in my head and it just flew out. But they kind of use this giant pool of people and they use it to. Um, it's 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 a it's like a machine learning type of a thing. So it's not just using uh, your local. Um, dictionary in your own, your your local typing now. So, um, I mean, yeah, there, there could be instances where words that it knew before it doesn't now, but it but it's also getting smarter in other ways. So, it's a tricky thing. But try turning it off, and you won't be able to type. Right. <laughs> and I did actually reset my auto capitalization and stuff the other day, and it actually didn't help. So, <laughs> I'd be curious if, like, based on your language usage, they have an idea of like a certain. Like you know, profile of you as a demographic. It's like okay, based on how you are typing, uh, you have never graduated middle school. <laughs> that's like that's. I mean that that that's probably what they would think of me. They um, probably haven't, but so I, I'd be curious what profiles everyone would would have. Like who would be like the yeah. most mature person in this room? Yeah, I actually had this is you know like in the early days of text. I had someone like make fun of me because I was writing every word mm. and using periods and using periods instead of using mm. like R instead of A R E spelling yeah. U. Yeah. And yeah. And I was like, they made funny. I'm an editor. I, you know, that, that's, this is how I write. I'm not going to, you know, do you want me to, you want me to change because I'm using text? It doesn't cost you anything to read that. So maybe it's time for on my end, yeah. but there, you know, it's maybe you should just start writing all your articles 
in text form <laughs> so, yes. just to, like text speak. So. It actually takes me longer to use like R and U yes, because exactly. I'm so used to just typing. Right, like because we write. Like, Interesting. Um, yeah. And this, I mean, this happened to me, this was years ago when texting started to be a thing. So it was, and you know, you had to, when you would write a text, you would have to, you know, you used a phone keyboard. So you would have yeah. to push, you know, like the letter two, number two, three twice. Times. Yeah. yeah. Three yeah. times to get to a C. Yeah. So yeah, it made sense to do that. And what I was doing was taking more time, but I couldn't get over myself because I write and edit for a living. So, yeah. uh, but yeah, I guess my point is times change and then we yeah. are, our idea of what's accept, you know, what's tolerable and acceptable changes. Yeah. It'd be interesting that. when the Oxford dictionary, uh, starts putting all these like, you know, changes like the letter r yeah. is now r it's <laughs> right. like yeah well you know this is totally irrelevant but yeah back in the days when you had tactile buttons on phones and stuff to me it made more sense to put ur that was the that was the yeah. argument that i put yeah. that you had to scroll through all the letters and stuff but uh, yep. now there's not really any reason to in my opinion but yeah. i'm old so there's that <laughs> so you know i haven't my aunt who who is what in her mid-70s she she's a perfectly good writer, but when she's texting me on her iPhone, yeah. she uses phonetic spelling all the time. Mm-hmm. So she's R U and then like because it's faster for her yeah, to I get on this the same. And, but but then I have to sit there and kind of decipher it because it's she's <laughs> spelling phonetically, even though I know she knows how to write yeah. this, but because it's she's so she just wants to get through it as fast as she can. So it's kind of like what so you're saying your grandmother's more in touch with the kids than you are <laughs> yeah, in the She is more in touch. <laughs> Young at heart. So. <laughs> so. Anyways. There is a question on Facebook, um, just to kind of change it up real quick. Uh, they pushed out AirPlay 2 from the last beta. What's that about? Yeah. Mm. From Droll. Yeah, yeah, that's I true. Mean, you seem mm. to know more about it on Slack. You take that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know it. it's gone. I don't know what that necessarily means. I will say this. Apple never said it was coming as part of 11.3. They said it was coming soon to HomePod. And it was supposed to come with iOS 11, you know, six months ago. Serious stuff. Sorry. So, um, hey, serious stuff. Sorry, that was my HomePod. So, I mean, we don't know when Classic it's coming. Theory. But, um... Yeah, I mean, it's not uncommon for Apple to remove things from a beta and then have it pop in in beta six, you know, down the road, you know, when they maybe they discovered a bug, maybe they discovered that it wasn't quite uh, working the way they wanted it to. I mean, who knows? So you still you still believe that it's going to come out in the final release? I mean, maybe. In some, I mean, I don't, I, I don't know that because they, when they released that 11.3 kind of preview thing, that wasn't part of it. They didn't say AirPlay is coming. Mm. They said, um, you know, the the new emoji and whatever else, whatever else was part of that. And when they released HomePod, they didn't say it would be available on 11.3 either. They said it would be available uh, coming soon. Mm-hmm. So if it was part of 11.3, they either would have said in the spring or with the 11.3 updates. So I don't know. I mean, it could it could work out where it coincides with that, but I don't think that's necessarily um, going to be a missed deadline if they don't. If you were okay, let's put it this way: if you were a betting man, <laughs> I am a betting man. Which way would you bet? I would bet that it's not coming at eleven point three. Yeah, I would bet that too. All right. So I agree, and so. I'll take that bet if you're willing, Dan. <laughs> even if I'm not they, betting against you on that. Even if they put it back into a future beta, I would still bet against it coming out in eleven point three. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I'd love to know what the the holdup is because this was this was previewed back in last June. I mean, this is something that they've had in the works for a long time, and it, it's a major feature of HomePod that they just you know punted down the down the line. So um, at this point. You might as well just wait till it's right rather than releasing it because you're you you blown past every deadline you've given yourself. So I'll I think we will. Um, I honestly I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see until like close to iOS 12 or even in iOS 12 at this point. Oh. So. All yeah. right, someone else bet him. 
I agree. <laughs> That's the thing. I agree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So and not not knowing what the techno technical issues are with it, it yeah. just feels like it feels like it's not done, and it feels like yeah. it has a way to go, and it just feels like I you know I would you know eleven dot three you know I would, wouldn't be surprised you know like I, like Mike said I wouldn't be surprised if it was iOS twelve but yeah yeah I mean we'll see so I don't know how many people out there have two HomePods waiting for this to be. <laughs> Released, right? But maybe, maybe, maybe there's a bunch. I don't know. <laughs> Speaking of airplay, the innovation of airplay too. <laughs> Another beautiful yeah. transition. <laughs> so, <laughs> if anyone gets an award, it's it's Roman. Here. Uh, there was a story that came out. Was it late yesterday or today? It came out recently. To, that uh, Fast Company came out with a list of the 50 most innovative companies of 2018. And number one on the list is Apple. And uh, there's a lengthy interview with it that, to me, doesn't really reveal a whole lot. Yeah, um, definitely not. Yeah. Apple marketing speak. Yeah, so if you were looking for like some sort of revelation about upcoming products, about AirPlay 2 when it's coming out or when the new iPhones are coming out or when a new Mac Pro is coming out, it's it's not in this interview. It's This interview is very much a, I want to say it was a very much like marketing-focused Pat interview. on the back. So yeah. um, in case you didn't know, according to this interview, Apple focuses on products and people, not on its stock price. <laughs> On its bottom line, which I think we already knew that since Apple stocks seems to do well, so why would they care? They do not have stock tickers throughout their building. <laughs> so that reminds you of the stock price. Johnny Ive probably wouldn't allow that anyway. Although they might want to put a few stickers up so people would stop walking into the <laughs> glass walls. <laughs> at the new that was funny. That was like the big story of the weekend. I get it. <laughs> So. Too too funny. That, I mean, I could I could totally see it happening because I'm sure they clean that glass 50 times a day. <laughs> I wonder if like birds fly into it, or maybe it's maybe it's too low. I don't know. No, I'm sure birds. Yeah, fly. I'm sure birds. Because I think yeah, I, I'm sure birds fly into it. Did you read about the the crack at the Chicago flagship? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I did read that. Yeah. So, um, and yeah, so you know, is I guess the question I pose to the audience and to the podcasters here. Is this a well-deserved number one ranking that Fast Company gave them? Well, here's so. the funny thing I will say uh, is that I noticed, you know, in its introduction, it talks about the integration of hardware and software. It talks about how the Apple Watch is a little bit niftier and people give it credit for, which I agree. Mm -hmm. But the most mm -hmm. recent product, and the AirPods as well, the most recent product, you know, the HomePod. Um, so it does it also explaining. So all it really says about the HomePod in the introduction is it offers a fresh take on the intelligence yes. speaker. And so here's, we're talking about innovation Which, in 2018. Yeah. Here's their new product. and. That's it. It's not that fresh. That's no. the end of it. Yeah. yeah. As soon as I read that, that I went, oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah, so. I mean, I like when I when I saw that headline, I kind of like, like rolled my eyes a little bit. But then on the on the flip side, I'm not sure what company company I would pick to supersede them. So that's a so. good point, Mike. Because as we before the show started, I asked Leif, "Is Google on this list?" Or Alphabet. Yeah, that's a little that's list. a little surprising. And Mike brought it up when we when we got connected. So Google and Alpha Google slash Alphabet is not on this top fifty list. No. That's a surprise. Which is or kind Alphabet. of surprising. And I'm not saying that they're the most innovative company. But top fifty. Right. They've got to be top fifty, right? I mean, they, honestly, they should be top ten. I mean, yeah. I, I cover Google as much as I cover Apple, and yeah, last year they had you know a new Pixel phone, which was great. They have uh they had a, a the 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 uh the mini. Um, the, uh, the mini Google Home. They have a, they have a Google Home Max, which is really the same as HomePod, but a little better with Google Assistant. And uh, Android is, if you strip away all the OEM stuff, Android at its core is as good, and in some cases better than iOS with the integration. You know, it's tricky because there's so many different manufacturers. But if you just take the Pixel phone mm -hmm. and what it does. 
talking about hardware software in- integration. I mean, you can't say Apple is the best and then say Google's not even on the list. That's right. crazy. And if any company's pushing Apple, it's it's Google. Yeah, you know? no doubt. So to be to not be on the list, I think that's more of a big thing to me than Apple being. Well, I, I mean, I made the joke before it started, but I <laughs> I wonder if there's some truth to it. Maybe Tim Cook said, oh, "Yeah, I'll do the interview as long as Google's not on the list." <laughs> Well, see, one of the things I was what I was saying before we before we started is, you know, if you consider Google as the the parent company, Alphabet, and you do everything under under that, which I always thought was a super confusing thing. You know, when yeah, you write that out as press, you always got to explain it and stuff. So, so yeah, yeah. it's um, but uh, but Waymo, what they did is some of the stuff last year with automated mm-hmm. cars. That is fantastic, amazing, yep. future level stuff. And uh, I have to admit, I'm really impressed, and it makes me sad that Apple is focusing on software for its automated cars or something but we're we're seeing some 50 years in the future level stuff with automated cars over there and i was like that didn't uh you know land a spot in this list that's that's yeah. pretty disappointing so yeah i guess you, like nest is it even on there yeah. you know i mean they're just as innovative as any other smart home uh, company so but would nest be included under alphabet yeah. well yeah i mean yeah, yeah. that's what i'm i mean that's what they say too like, like yeah if, you, if you're not going to do Alphabet, at least put some of the companies that the are under companies. that umbrella on the list. Well, I wonder if, like, you know, if Elon Musk was a company, <laughs> you know, where he would stack up. You know, if you, if you could combine SpaceX and Tesla, yep. you know, how that, would, how that would fit into that. Is Tesla on the list? I don't even notice. I don't I know. Remember. I know SpaceX I was. thought SpaceX. Yeah, SpaceX is number 14. Yeah. Uh, I don't for, even know if I remember Tesla. If people are wondering, Amazon is number five. Netflix yeah. is number two. Netflix Which I is take, number two. I don't quite understand yeah. that either. Not that there's anything wrong with Netflix, the, but what, are they, what do they do this year that's so particularly innovative? They're just huge fans of Stranger Things. I yeah, think. they just they have a couple series they really <laughs> like. And yeah. uh, I mean, you know, they're they're fantastic Netflix, but I don't think they did anything in in the last year or even two years that's particularly groundbreaking. And are these all really consumer facing? companies like you know what about some companies that are doing things more you know back end related mm-hmm. that we would have no idea you know, like most people just don't know or care right. mm-hmm. and it's like well actually they're you know well like number 19 is social capital which is a vc so i don't know if people would people wouldn't know who they are you know yeah um so they're, they're not necessarily consumer facing yeah but okay, Ford Foundation is on this list. So the, two things. Talman has a good suggestion. Um, we should ask Siri, uh, who is the most innovative company, and see what she says. <laughs> and then um, and on a separate note, like we these lists and lists and awards come up all the time. Who can like who, right? Like. I can make a list, and I can. Hey, listen, we got list. an hour to fill here, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's make our own list. Right. Who do we? Uh, oh, I mean, our viewers will be upset if we don't put Apple first, maybe. So uh, we we too put Apple number one on our list, I guess. Well, you know, it, it's one of the things Mark was saying was that it, it, I agree. Uh, you know that, you know, but. It wasn't really so much innovation that they were talking about. You know, it's yeah. the it's the you know the integration of the hardware and software. But it's like I was saying earlier, it, they've been doing that for years, and that's yeah. always been kind of Apple's thing. And that's that I agree with that. That that is one thing where it's really hard to touch Apple. But uh, it's well, I, like I said, for, Google Google does a really good job of it. Like it's you know if you look at their their ease of use, their setup, like it's it's mm-hmm. it's 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 not maybe it's not on the level of Apple because Apple's been doing it longer and they have a much you know, stronger ecosystem, but you know, Google is for making only two years of the pixel phone. It's a, it's a damn good phone and it has a rock solid ecosystem and Android's great on it and they should be on the list. And Samsung too. Samsung does some great things with hardware software integration as well. And they're not recognized on this list either. That's why I think Apple, I think Tim Cook said, okay, I'll give you an interview, <laughs> but you got to keep these companies off your list. And you'll only publish what I say you can publish. Yeah, here's right, here's right. the list you of questions. Answer, answer me about HomePod. <laughs> so, so. Well, I think that's the other, the, the, maybe I'm getting nitpicky, but maybe like all the stuff you talk about, like in, in the integration and the, you know how everything works well together. To me, I don't know if that's innovative anymore. Mm-hmm. No. Right. You know, because we come to expect that. To me, when when because of innovation, I think of something innovative as something that 
didn't really ever occur to me. And then I realized, holy, I, I needed that kind of thing. Here's an innovation that I realized after getting HomePod is how bad the microphones are (laughs) on my other smart home products. Like it's hilarious now because when like I can say blank Siri, because I don't want it to go off again. Like I can just be talking like from across the room in practically a whisper and it recognizes me. So now I like my entire home set up with, with Alexa and Google home because a lot of the products don't work with Apple stuff. And like now I find that they're not hearing me more because I'm, I'm like HomePod's training me like I don't have to yell. Mm. And that that's an innovation that um, I think is going to be is, is right now uh, kind of overlooked in, in HomePod. That's my, that, that's the best part of it is that it's so good at hearing you from wherever you are, no matter what's going on in the room. It's it's incredible. But there's a lot in HomePod that is not at all innovative. So, yeah. And what good is it if she can hear you? I she agree. Can't with understand you. you. One million percent. What's the point of hearing me yeah. if you can't? You can't do anything. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. Maybe that's her. But, like her trick is to pretend like she heard you, but but she really didn't. Like, um, I'm sorry, I couldn't do that because uh, you said something. <laughs> well, see, as far as innovation goes, that's one area where they really dropped the ball um, because Siri was basically, you know, we had Dragon and stuff before that, but Siri was really what made voice popular. And to me, they should have just kept going with that. I don't Absolutely. think that uh, voice control can be a hobby for Apple. I mean, this is not just something it's a fad or something. I think this really is the way of the future. And, totally. uh, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, I do actually love my Apple Watch and stuff, but uh, I and voice, better voice work would make this even more amazing than it is. Totally. Yeah. And and it's, uh, I, I just can't believe they're letting everybody else pass them up like this because it was, you know, and Siri is, it remains kind of like the household name for, yep. you know, a voice AI. And so they really well, need to work. Although you can argue them. that Alexa is kind of superseded maybe okay. um, Siri because Alexa is all over the place. But yeah, I totally agree with you. In fact, I'm working on an article that may or may not go up this week. It's up to Roman. But um like what what Siri can do on the various Apple devices is astounding. Mm-hmm. Like on some of them, it has yeah. no idea what you're talking about. Where on other ones, it, it can like it's not even a consistent experience across every device. Mm-hmm. And with um, Echo devices, Amazon has found a way to create a basically a voice powered ecosystem where there's no physical interface to look at, but you, you know, it, 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 it travels across the different devices and, and it kind of creates an ecosystem within your home. Mm-hmm. And Apple was like on the precipice of doing that and then they just stopped. Yeah. And I, yeah, I agree with you. I don't understand why they didn't see how this was going to be or is going to be the, you know, the next kind of, the next phase of, you know, all these like smart products, like the phones, like, you know, we don't want to carry around these devices anymore. We want to just say, hey, blah, blah, do whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, so. do you think, I, I think there's an analogy here with, with another technology, but I can't think of it. Um, but it's like, if you imagined yourself that you could only exist without, a, you know, a physical input and you could only, you know, your only form and you were completely evolved around that, you would be at a much different situation than Apple is, who is like, oh, actually, we're trying to, you know, develop both at the same time, and they both kind of have to work. And it's not like if if Apple just said, you know what, no more physical, you know, in- input, and you're just using your phone as, you know, as a voice. Like, how much farther would they be along with Siri on that? You wouldn't have the Telugu bug, yeah, yeah. you know. You wouldn't. They wouldn't be dealing with that. <laughs> no, no, no. You make a good point. That Apple does these philosophical shifts. Mm-hmm. Can they? And can it. they even do that? Right. Well, know, they like, already made it to an, an right. extent when you went from tactile buttons to the right. touchscreen. So, yep. and yep. that was kind of like the first evolution of that. Now we're looking for a second. So. Yeah. So I mean, why, it's, it's why not even like that? we don't even need like a major like groundbreaking evolution. Like every week, I get an email from Amazon saying, "Here's all the new stuff right. Alexa can do." Mm-hmm. Siri hasn't done anything new in like three years, as far as I can tell. Like we were we were talking about this um, last week, um, you know, just uh, in normal work stuff. When you ask Siri what the time is it in Pyeongchang, 
It gives you a completely different location. It has no idea what you, I mean, and it recognizes it like it'll say it in the text. It says what time is it in Pyeongchang with the proper capitalization and all that. And then it gives you a time for another place in South Korea. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. This, this exasperates me because I, I like, I love this smart home stuff. I love the voice stuff. And you know, I'm not, I have, I have it all in my house. I have a HomePod. I have a, um, a couple of Google homes and a couple of echoes. And I use the HomePod for music, which is what Apple wants me to do. But like, it doesn't need to be that. Right. We have a question specifically for Mike. Uh, do you oh. think that they're using the improved mics in the HomePod in the latest Apple Watch? I mean, it, it has gotten better, I believe. You know, uh, the the uh, the blank Siri functionality on Apple Watch has definitely gotten better. But um, the HomePod mics are just amazing. Like, I, like I can literally whisper when music's on from like 15 feet away, and it's still it's still able to say, you know, and it still responds. So, I mean, it's better than the phone. It's better than the watch. It's better than anything that I've that any product, Apple or otherwise. Mm-hmm. It's just awesome. How that, that microphone is just, I don't know how they did it, but the, the algorithm or whatever the heck they got in there is just, it's just amazing. Well, I think the form factor of the HomePod also allows it to maybe yeah, have maybe. a little more hardware so that it can support a, a certain algorithm that could hear, yeah. for lack of a better and word. And multiple mics. Yeah, and the multiple mics. So that, that helps. That, that form factor helps. So helps it hear better so yeah so jumping back to the original question uh of apple innovation is it a top 10 for you guys i i think it Uh, should be in in there i don't know if it's number one but the whole thing to me is while they're innovative there's also a lot of inconsistency yeah i mean they they might be number one i'd have to sit down and really kind of analyze the landscape number one i mean i yeah I'm safe. I'm safe, and I think I'm safe in saying it's top ten. Yeah, I think it's top five, easy. The correct yeah. answer, Mike, is that I, <laughs> IVG, our parent company, is number one. <laughs> Remember where your your paycheck comes from, uh, Chairman Liu. Our, <laughs> China Ocean. China Ocean wide. If you're number if you're watching our podcast, uh, th- I'm saying IDG. That's right. <laughs> Final answer. So. We are the most we do, we, company. We, we do a corner of the market on auto-playing videos. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're going to YouTube now. We're live streaming to YouTube. Think, think about the, the innovation. We're, we're, we're so innovative. We're so, we, we don't even need an IT person on staff here. Yeah. I got three windows open to, to monitor three chats. <sighs> all right. If we're all out of a job next week, let, let, let this be evidence. I just yeah. got here. <laughs> Jason will be doing the podcast solo. <laughs> Next week. So, um, but I think that just about does it for yeah, this that week's. Note. On that note, <laughs> that just about does it for this week's episode of the MacWorld Podcast. I'd like to thank Mike on the East Coast. Thanks, Mike. Thank you. I'd like to thank Leif, our associate editor. So, I'd like to thank Dan, producer Dan. No, thank you, Roman. So. <laughs> I'd like to thank the audience. Thank you very much for your comments and questions. Uh, join us next week on Wednesday, probably around the same time. We, we're hitting closer to 10 o'clock. It's ish. It's always I, it's ish. Always ish. ish. So, uh, but yeah, keep keep an eye on social media. We always try to like alert you guys to when we're about to broadcast. So try, we try to do that a few minutes beforehand. So, But anyways, uh, thank you very much for your comments and questions and see you next week. <laughs>